this is uh, chapter 14, Globalization, and we're leaving off on section 3 for part 2, Characteristics of a New Global Order. Population growth led to higher demands of food and technology, as well as environmental changes. The education levels and health defined status now. Between the 19th century and 1960, global population jumped from 1 billion to 3 billion people. Between 1960 and 2000, the global population spiked from 3 billion to 6 billion people due to longer life expectancy for health care. In the 20th century, pop- Europe's population spiked from 400,000, sorry, 400 million to 750 million people, but then stopped rising as much. Between 1900 and 1970, North America's population increased to become four times of what it was um, uh, at the end of the 19th century. Asian countries like China and India saw increases in population by 400% with billions of people. Latin American countries saw increases in population by 700%, and urban cities reached millions of people. Tokyo reached 30 million people, Mexico City reached 20 million people, Sao Paulo reached 17 million people, Cairo reached 16 million people, Calcutta reached 15 million people, and Jakarta reached 12 million people. Korea, Taiwan, Italy, and Hong Kong reached equilibrium in births and deaths per year. Uh, In 1970, poor nations in Africa, Southern Asia, and uh, Latin America saw more deaths uh, than births annually. They didn't have all the medical technology that the first world countries had. In 1979, the Chinese government allowed one child per family, and families engaged in prenatal sex selection with the innovation of ultrasounds. They wanted sons as a patrilineal system that had been around for centuries. Uh, women became started. Um, sorry, women started families later because they wanted to um, pursue education and their careers first, and have preventative measures, um, like um, what are they called? The con- the the birth control things, the, I don't know, the conception of loving your, the concept of loving your spouse over just having arranged marriages became popular, so idea of love and relationships. In the mid-20th century, half of all marriages in Belgium and Britain ended in divorce. Um, In the 21st century, 25% of marriages ended in divorce in Beijing, China. Also in the 21st century, women initiated 70% of all divorces, which is kind of funny. And Europeans could not divorce as easily as many couples just lived together. So it was really awkward. And in the 20th century, one-third of births in the United States happened outside of married parents. And only 50% of American households had both parents. Life expectancy grew and more people began to age. Um... More people began to reach ages over 65, 
Western European and Japanese families saw huge spikes in older peoples as birth rates declined and the older generations died faster. Between the beginning of the 20th century to the mid 21st century, uh, it was predicted that the population would drop from 127 million people to 105 million people in um, Western Europe and Japan. As people lived longer and the population of retired people grew, families uh, also had to worry about caring for the elderly. Pensions became popular, houses were given to children and not the older generations, and 30% of all taxes in Germany went towards state pensions. African elders were once respected for their wisdom until the colonial era when the Europeans favored younger generations. So there was this new dynamic that sparked from European um, greed, basically, for uh, labor. In 1970, families started having more children, which led to a decrease in child support resources, and the elderly could not support themselves because they didn't work. In 1980, as vaccines and cures were developed against popular diseases, healthcare became another determining factor in social status. Cholera infected the Middle East, Latin America, the Caribbean, and Sub-Saharan Africa, where there was poor or non-existent sewage. In 1981, AIDS-HIV became a very big problem around the world that killed off 12 million people. It became stereotyped that, that the disease only spread in homosexuals, um, but that wasn't true. It spread to all populations, and safe sex precaution, precautions and regulation of needles dominated the media. In the 21st century, 30 million people that were mostly poor developed AIDS uh, where new medicines weren't available to the majority of the population. So there was high infection rates in these poor countries because there weren't any, um, you know, there wasn't any medical care uh, for the general population. 20 million people had AIDS in Sub-Saharan Africa, 7 7 million people had HIV in India, and 1 million people had HIV in China. In 2000, Indian Sub-Saharan Africa still had lower literacy rates in women than men. Literacy rates in Arab countries evened out. Lower literacy rates led to continued cycles of poverty. In 1980, women in the United States held half of all college degrees as equality in education was promoted. Chinese families still did not have access to education as families focused on their male children's education. Uh, In 2000, females amounted to 70% of Chinese illiterate population. In 1980, women struggled to advance in education and discrimination in the workforce and domestic responsibilities uh, continued and very few women reached high-level positions even as women's and men's salaries balanced out. In 1970 to 1980, households in Canada and Australia hired Jamaican and Filipino women who migrated to their countries at nannies. Households in South Africa and Brazil hired locals to take care of their kids. In 1970, the global feminist movements rose up against inequalities in the workplace. So now we have this concept of uh, economic equality, um, more opportunities for men and women. Um, greater education for women, and now we have nannies. 
uh, that were hired because before women were just doing the child rearing, but now as they were going to work, they needed someone to take care of their children, so they hired nannies. In 1990, Mercosur Free Trade Pact was established, and it was an agreement between Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Brazil to build connecting bridges across each other's borders. And this caused a lot of distress for women that um, had age-old exchanges across the river between Argentina and Paraguay that was to be blocked off by customs officers. In 1995, Beijing held the Fourth World Conference on Women that called for governments to provide more women's rights and opportunities. The NGO forum going on at the same time was made up of 30,000 activists that emphasized having more female leaders. In 1950, there was the Green Revolution, and this was the development and the use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides to get significantly more agricultural output. In 1970, biologists began genetically modifying crops to uh, grow faster or larger, and that's where we have the concept of GMO. GMOs. In the 21st century, America received most of these new agricultural tactics. Uh, about a ninth of the wheat and two-fifths of the maize was produced in the United States. In 1970, the Chinese government allowed individual households to um, hold on to their own farmlands, and which increased the agricultural produ production increase significantly it increased the agricultural production significantly so basically now the chinese government was allowing people to have their own farms again so people could make their own food poor brazilian farmers began clearing land near the amazon river basin to make more money but failed with the poor soil and where did this poor soil um come from uh the rubber plantations um in the 19th century when brazil was trying to you know make an entrance as a economic power uh, after it gained independence which failed and now the soil was not good in 1980 much of the amazon river basin was burned and contaminated by the farmers trying to cultivate the land in 1970 people in sub-saharan africa faced flood shortages food shortages and died of starvation. As families expanded, the demand for food increased. Farmers were unable to harvest more food without the government's support, which, uh, and they ignored them. In 1970, uh, Africa began diverting more money to exporting crops, which led to a surge in food imports. Pollution and consumption of natural resources, uh, particularly by the United States, became global problems that required the collaboration of multiple nations. In 2000, Americans grew three times more than other nations averaged due to California's extensive irrigation system. Hey, California! In 1990, United States began demanding more oil as fuel-based technologies were innovated. The United States' sulfur emissions polluted Canada's Great Lakes, and many European and American countries negotiated environmental treaties to preserve the natural resources. Some polluting co companies began moving to poorer countries and polluting those regions. 
and global warming, which has increased world temperatures due to huge amounts of carbon being released into the atmosphere, grew. Climate change, which is something that affects sea levels, animals, life cycles, and migration patterns, also gained attention. In 1990, Rio de Janeiro and uh, Kyoto tried to limit carbon emissions um, by adding restrictions, but they didn't really work. Traffic-heavy cities like Tokyo and Mexico City produced the most carbon emissions. In 1960, Japanese scientists were developing clean fuel, but other pollutants continued to impact the globe. America and Japan began shipping their pollutants to Mexico and elsewhere because they didn't really want to, like, pollute their own country, so they went and polluted others that didn't have the manpower to clear it. Very smart. Argentina and Canada shipped their pollutants to poor regions as well, and governments were pressured to take initiatives on preventing severe climate change. Section 4 is Citizenship in the Global World. Supranational organizations, which are organizations that go beyond national borders like the World Bank and the IMF, became popular support systems for countries in case of crisis, but were uh, left to power struggles. The World Bank primarily helped countries with funding bigger reconstruction projects, like new roads or facilities, while the IMF helped countries revive their economies. In 1960, the World Bank helped Ghana fund the Volta River project, which was supposed to provide a more stable power supply to the nation. While the World Bank and IMF were very helpful, they made poor countries that required their support enact commercial reforms to devalue their currency. NGOs, non-governmental organizations, served as human rights activists or humanitarians for war victims and refugees. In 1980, only 35% of the world was under a democratic institution. In 1948, there was a Universal Declaration of Human Rights that was passed by the United Nations to ensure that that people under authoritarian regimes also had equal rights. In 1973, Salvador Allende was overthrown in Chile and the church began pushing for less violent government reform. In 1976, the Argentine military slaughtered thousands of civilians and amnesty um, internationals rose up in protest. In 1961, the Amnesty International began counting up human rights violations where people were imprisoned for their race, ethnicity, beliefs, or orientation. By 2000, NGOs like Amnesty International pushed for the United Nations to do something about these violations. In 1990, minority groups in Yugoslavia were fighting for control. Demagogues were uh, political leaders that rallied for control on the basis of racial superiority rather than national thought. Uh, Serbians and Croatians began fighting each other while new authorities tried to regain control of the territory and war broke out in Yugoslavia. Africa could not keep up its agricultural output with the growing population and made massive social differences and had massive social inequalities um, in you know, opportunity for education. Civil war over beliefs and resources led to political instability and poor Hutu farmers and wealthier Tutsi animal 
uh, herders began resenting each other in Rwanda. Belgium had put the ethnic majority of the Tutsis in charge of the ethnic majority of the Hutsis in the region, so it's almost like apartheid like in South Africa. And the United Nations tried to restore peace, but other governments interfered, provoked violence, and ultimately led to civil war. The United Nations did not know who mandated Rwanda and allowed for the Tutsi massacre to occur. In 1948, um, sorry, in 1994, 800,000 Tutsis died at the hands of the Hoodoos within 100 days. And this was known as the Rwanda Genocide. The United Nations could have stopped the genocide from occurring, but didn't. Argentina, Guatemala, South Africa, and El Salvador all transferred from authoritarian to the democratic leadership. And true commission, truth commissions, or human rights campaigns, were passed, and South African leaders just accepted the horde passed and moved past it. Religion became another justifying and unifying factor after the Cold War ended. In 1980, India legalized private firms and free trade again. It backed out of a backed out as a welfare provider, and the National Congress Party enacted these reforms uh, to boost the economy and created a well-educated middle class. The divide between upper and lower classes grew larger and called for a new unifying force. Both Hinduism, um, replacing secular nationalism in India becoming a national Hindu state, did not appeal to everyone. The Bharatiya Janata Party's goal was to create the latter ideal, which was um, basically having India become a national Hindu state. In 1998, the Bahayata Janata Party was able to make India a Hindu state, but globalization was able to grow along with the shift. The Islamic conservatives in the Middle East believed that westernization was impeding on their Islamic traditions and ideals. In 1970, they claimed modernization was non-beneficial as secular leadership declined. In 1953, Shah Mohammad Reza Pahlavi became the ruler of Iran. He was extremely brutal and very repressive um, with his police and intelligence forces with the help of American military aid. In 1979, he was overthrown by religious officials and escaped. Mullahs uh, formed a group, and they were known as Muslim religious teachers, and the Ayatollah Royola Khomeini criticized the government for not following tradition, traditional Islamic norms. They labeled the United States as the Great Satan, and Khomeini and his clerics established a theocracy that reverted the Western practices they had followed before. So again, rejecting uh, Western ideology. In 1970, Protestantism rose up in the United States and began criticizing the secular leadership and norms. Protestants, Catholics, and Orthodox Jews all criticized the secular leaders that legalized abortion. South Africa, Russia, and Guatemala became democratic states after totalitarian leaders were voted out. In 1976, Mao Zedong died. Uh, Deng Xiaoping made the Chinese Communist Party the only political party. And in 1980, he enacted economic reforms, but there was visible corruption within the administration that led to social unrest 
and revolts from the lower, still struggling classes. In April 22nd of 1989, the Tiananmen Square, which is the largest public square in the world, became the center for a revolt in Beijing. Um, in that um, in that revolt, they unveiled an iconic system, uh, iconic symbol that was 28 feet tall to re- represent their revolt. On June 3rd in 1989, the People's Liberation Army killed 1,000 of the 100,000 people at the demonstrations in Beijing. And in 2000, Vincent Fox uh, became the Democratic leader of uh, Mexico. In 1980, Mexican officials had been very corrupt and limited the rights of the poor native peoples. In 1984, voting rights were granted to most South Africans and Nelson Mandela was elected president. Also in 94, the Zapatista people in Chiapas, Mexico protested the North American Free Trade Agreement. Um, And the Chinese Communist Party continued to suppress the people to ensure that they would not be overthrown by a democratic regime. And that concludes chapter 14. And that concludes World Together, Worlds Apart textbook. Thank you.